Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. And tonight, we have our special guest, star of the newly released movie Unborn, available on Tubi, Jade Harlow. Jade, thank you for being our guest. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, yeah. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm excited about this chat. Off the bat, I love this movie. Uh, I messaged you about it. Uh, since I watched it uh, this past weekend, I have told so many people about it, and they've watched it, and they've loved the movie. It just got released last week. It is available on Tubi for everyone to watch. It is available. We're not going to give away any spoilers tonight. We're going to tiptoe around them because it is still a fairly new release. Uh, so let me just give a brief synopsis for the people who haven't heard about Unborn. It's about a couple, you and your partner, Rachel, who are trying to get pregnant and you're using IVF treatments and Rachel, the character that you play gets pregnant and it is a horror movie and it is called Unborn. So the nine months are not all rainbows and kittens. <laughs> we could just yeah. leave it at that. Uh, and you guys can come to your own conclusions and watch the film. So let's get to it. How did you land the role of Rachel? How did this project come your way? Um, I was working on another film um, for Cartel Productions when uh, the producer, Eric Woods, came up to me and he was like, hey, do you know Stephen Monroe? And I was like, sort of not really. I know, you know, his work um, and I know his wife socially, <laughs> but I've never had the chance to work with him. I would love to work with him. Why? He's like, well, Monroe's got a picture happening and he's dropping your name and seeing if you're interested. And I'm just like, yes, whatever, whatever the project is. I don't even know what the project is. Yes. That's all. So uh, did you have to audition uh, for Steven or was it sort of like given to you? Uh, so it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, I didn't have to audition for Steven, but I had to audition for Tubi. Okay. Because they, yeah, they didn't know me from Adam. So uh, yeah, I had to go ahead and self tape for Rachel um, and submit it to Tubi for approval. And um, thankfully it went through, so yay. You were great uh, as Rachel. Uh, it's such an emotional, emotionally complex character. Uh, your emotions throughout the film are all over the place, uh, naturally because A, you're pregnant, and B, there's something unnatural about your pregnancy as well. So to, you know, portray that wide spectrum of emotions, uh, was that difficult and challenging for you as an actress? Yeah, it was definitely a challenge, especially, look, I'm a huge horror fan. I grew up on horror like mother's milk. Um, so in the front of my mind, I have iconic performances, you know, like Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I can't, I don't want to imitate that and have any comparisons to that. Cause how could you compete with that? Yeah. Um, but with the pregnancy and, and also with it being a supernatural pregnancy, what it came down for me is um, my life, Rachel's life isn't worth anything. Mm -hmm. You know, her partner will be the better parent. She my character is emotionally destroyed after the loss of her own mother. Mm -hmm. She's completely alone in the world. She, she, her life doesn't feel like it's worth much to her, yeah. but the life of the child matters 
more than anything. I think Rachel's big thing is she just doesn't want to die this way. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want the child to die. So carrying me through that film was the thought of just don't let me die like this. Okay, and that completely uh, worked. Now, you said you're a horror fan, but you're fairly new when it comes to uh, appearing in horror films. Uh, Is that accurate, first off? Yeah. So, going into this, you just mentioned the responsibility of, like, Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby. Do you think you added an extra responsibility to your shoulders uh, more than there should have been? I think, you know... I think everybody who does horror should be a horror fan. I I really do. I think you, you know, there's so many great performances, whether the movie went mainstream or not in horror, because you are talking life or death at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I took a bigger responsibility on myself because I'm a fan of the genre, you know, and I know it's not something you can sleepwalk through or, or play lightly at. It has to be guttural, or it's nothing. Exactly, because horror fans are very devoted. It's the most loyal community, you know, in the entertainment genre out there. Uh, and they'll let you know. They'll let you know if, uh, you know, 100% effort wasn't put in and uh, you gave it all and you put it all out there on the table and it definitely came through. Now, your co-star in the film is Ella Thomas. Uh, she plays Amber, your partner. Uh, how did you two get along? Was there uh, easy onset chemistry? Did you two bond very quickly? Well, it's funny because um, I knew I had to do chemistry reads with the Ambers they were bringing in. Um, and I was like, okay. And I I saw Ella Thomas. I sort of looked there like, you have a chemistry read tomorrow with Emma Th- uh, Ella Thomas. And I was like, oh, we have the same agent. So I texted my agent and I was like, do you think that your client would be willing to meet with me in COVID (laughs) outside and have like a drink with me before our chemistry read tomorrow? Just to sort of see if we actually had chemistry Mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, going in blind and reading the words. And so we met up that night um, at a bar (laughs) and, uh, and we did, we had chemistry. She was just very real. Um, She'd never done a film like this in the sense of um, we shot Unborn in 12 days. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I've done a few of these 12 day movies where I know that, you know, it's two six day weeks. There's no such thing as sleep. Um, It's 16 hour days and it's, it's everything you've got. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was like, are you, are you ready for something like this? Because it, it's never going to stop. Like once we start, we're in it. Um, and she was like, I'm, I'm up to the challenge of doing this. And that answer alone was like, she's not going to leave me in the lurch, not as a partner, not as a scene partner. Um, so when we did our chemistry read together, I think the mutual support and understanding that we had had the night before, which nobody knows, Tubi doesn't know, (laughs) even now, (laughs) um, kind of sang through. And how was it like working for Steven, uh, with Steven directing this film? Was he, did he give you guys a lot of latitude to explore the characters on your own? I am such an incredible fan of Steven's, like, bottom line. Um, 
and he's a great partner. Like it's one thing to admire somebody's work and it's another thing, like they could be a monster on set or they could be totally absent and not be available to you for any question or how are we doing this and how do you see this going? Um, He was always available, always collaborative. If there was a moment where I didn't feel like it was sitting right or we were in the sweet spot, I could look to him and he would be like, yeah, I feel that too. Let's, let's, let's workshop this out. Let's talk this out. Like what if we tried? And he had some wild ideas that I was completely trusting and willing to try, even though I'm like, doesn't feel natural. Like with the stabbing of the food, um, in yeah. one scene. um, he's like, just, just swing for the fences on this one and go far with it. And I was like, all right, man, I trust you. And it worked. And it he was did. right. Yeah. So, um, it was great. I would, I would shoot with him in a heartbeat. Now, Rachel, as we see throughout the movie starts, you know, like mother's intuition, something is not right. And you have your partner, Amber, uh, and everybody's sort of, you know, blaming hormones, uh, blaming the pregnancy, you know, this will all pass. So, you know, putting yourself in that spot where absolutely nobody believes you, and here's your partner, the, the, the person who's supposed to be your best friend and the closest person that you can uh, confide in, nobody believes you in this film. And to get yourself into that mindset, it, it's very difficult because it's very hard to imagine all the people that you trust in the world, none of them believe you. Did you find that especially challenging? I leaned into it. I leaned into it in the prep. Um, So the way I prepped the role was um, I isolated. I isolated myself from everyone. Um, That way, every experience I was going through in prep to do this was something I had to go through alone that no one else would understand. So not my partner, um, nobody. And it continued on set, especially when you put the belly on. As soon as you put the belly on, there's things you can't do. I can't sit down mm-hmm. with everybody and, and eat or hang out. Like, it's uncomfortable. All I can do is sort of, like, stand around. And then when you can't sit and hang out with everybody and you're trying to protect your mindset for the character, you're trying to protect the baby of this character in this film, Um you don't want to hear disco music and jokes going on from the crew. Like you, you, I withdrew, I isolated. And so um, the more Rachel felt like I'm completely alone in this experience and I am totally lost in my isolation. I felt like that while we were shooting with the exception of the few moments that I could look to Steven as a partner Mm -hmm. and knew he was just as deep in it as I was. Wow. When you got the script and you read through the whole thing, uh, what were your initial thoughts on what you would have to go through? Um, well, my, my biggest fear, the supernatural stuff was not my biggest fear. Because like I said, I am a horror fan and I live in all things that are dark. And, and I mean, you name it, from, from true crime and the worst of what you could ever know as mm-hmm. a human, what other humans have done. Um, like none of that scared me what scared me was 
being believable through a pregnancy because I've never experienced a pregnancy and I've never experienced labor. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> this is any woman who's ever had a baby is going to be like, that's not it, sister. <laughs> but uh, I, I went and um, I had a colonic. <laughs> wow. Which is the most awful, uncomfortable um, thing I've ever done. I would never do it ever again, ever. <laughs> but that feeling of my body going through something that I was trying to control, but couldn't control, but it was happening without me, but I'm there for it to happen. Like, um, I, I did that because that was the pregnancy and the labor was what scared me most about this more than going to the dark place of, um, yeah. you know, am I going to be, am I going to bring an evil into the world? Yeah. Now, uh, as you, like I asked, when you were reading the script and the story of Lilith, uh, which people will see when they watch the movie till we get to the third act where the film ends and the, you know, I guess you could say the full circle that you come. Uh, I mean, did you like the creativeness of the writers and how they put that all together and how Steven brought that to the screen? I did. I thought I thought Joe Rockman, who was the writer of Unborn, um, he put a lot of really unique elements into this film, yep. not just the, uh, the same-sex couple who conceived through IVF idea, which um, is, by the way, I got to point out, kudos to them uh, for doing that. I mean, yeah, seeing LGBT couples is becoming more and more common, but to take it to the next level of an LGBT couple trying to conceive and uh, either adopt or, or have a baby, I just want to say kudos to Tubi for taking it to that level. Yeah, and I think, you know, what everybody's aiming for in terms of equality is not... Like, we need more movies about gay people. No, you need more movies about all people yeah. in a variety of circumstances. And this couple just so happened to be a same-sex couple. Exactly. Going through this. It could have been a hetero couple. It could have been a couple with a big age difference. It could have been a variety of couples. But it happened to be a same-sex couple. Um, and I agree. Kudos, kudos to Tubi for um, not just making it the singular genre of an LGBTQ genre, but cross-genreing it with horror and making it a horror frontrunner. And this is a testament to both you and Ella. Uh, within 10 to 15 minutes into the movie, at least for me, the whole LGBT things, I, it completely washed away. I mean, it's not... Good. It's like just seeing a regular married couple. I mean, Good. not that it's not regular. I'm just saying it completely washed away because you two acted like a, a married couple i've been married for 22 years and the way that you and uh ella behaved is how a normal married couple behaves i have three children i you know my wife's been pregnant three times so yeah it felt very real and very authentic and for me being a husband and a parent it struck a chord because it felt like you said very real and authentic what has been uh, since the movie came out, the reaction that you've been getting from fans, not just horror fans, but fans in general. Um, it's its interesting. I don't think anyone, like you said, I'm a fan of horror, but I haven't had the opportunity to do horror until this moment. Um, so 
I'm kind of new on the scene and uh, and the reaction is like shock that that unborn came out of me <laughs> in a way. Um, which feels really, really great because it finally feels like I've done the kind of work that I've always wanted to do. You know, that real guttural, not pretty, throw yourself out there um, kind of work. Um, so, so far the response has been positive, but uh, I don't I don't know how many people have seen the film yet. <laughs> oh, it's just, it hasn't even been out. I, I think this Friday will be a week, right? Uh, it hasn't yeah, even been... we're just coming off opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's barely been out a week. And the word, you know, nowadays with all the digital streaming content out there, it's word of mouth. And the word is starting to spread very quickly about Unborn and it's becoming very popular. It's going to take a little bit of time, but the word will get out there. Uh, so now that you got to do the role that you grew up loving in the genre you love in horror, progressing in your career, do you want to do a lot more horror? I do. I mean, the answer should probably be, I want to do something that makes a lot of money. <laughs> but if I wanted to do that, I wouldn't be an actor. Yeah. And the truth, the truth is, is what made me want to be an actor is when I was nine, I saw Linda Blair in The Exorcist. Mm. And I said, that is what I want to do. As weird as that is for a nine-year-old to say, that's what drew me to this business and to this job. So, um, yeah, I love horror. I love the the heightened emotions within horror. I love the nuances of horror, the fight for survival under any and every circumstance and trying to figure out a way I think is way more exciting than, you know, yeah. trying to make people laugh or play a romance. <laughs> now you spent uh, a, 10 years on a show called Debate, uh, over 90 episodes. Uh, and now you go into feature films as a leading role what has been, I guess, the biggest surprise is the right question, going from such a steady job for a decade into making a film shot in 12 days? Well, you know, I think the, the fear for a lot of people who come from television and doing series regular work on television is, um, you know, will is there a life beyond the character I've been playing for so long? Yeah. Um, and it's nice to know that there is, and the, the ability to, you know, be an adolescent or, or in your, you know, late teens, early twenties and starting with a show and then becoming an adult and reintroducing yourself to a whole new group of people as an adult mm -hmm. uh, in film, they don't know you yet, um, no. has been a really lovely shift it's like uh i would imagine it's exhilarating that there is life after you know that that show that where you like i said you did over 90 episodes and here you got to have to play a leading role in a movie uh would you say there are any aspects between your character rachel and unborn and yourself that are similar or is rachel com the complete opposite of you no she's not um <laughs> I wish I was like, you know, 
Daniel Day-Lewis in my left foot and like that level of a character actor. <laughs> but the truth is, is um, I, I think you can see on Rachel and the way she tries to fit within the world um, that she doesn't put herself forward. She doesn't put herself first until she's absolutely cornered to do that. Um, or she'll hide her trying to suit her own needs from people and be shy about speaking up that like she needs something. Mm -hmm. That That's me all over. Okay. Now the movie is a psychological thriller horror movie. It does have elements of gore in it, in particular that visit with your uh, doctor and mm. what happens in that office. Uh, now, this is going to be a weird question, but were you like amped up as a horror fan to see how they were going to play out that scene and shoot it? Yes. Um, I, I love the gags. I love the horror gags. I love practical effects. I think practical effects are head and shoulders above this effects. Yeah, I, but I come, I'm a child of the 80s, and I grew up with Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. and things like that, where, you know, the more practical effects, I think the more believable it looks to the actors in the room. You have something to respond to and also to the audience. Um, and so when we did Dr. Fern's scene, yeah. Um, yeah, I was fascinated to see how they were going to rig that. And even more than that, the performance by the actor. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you'd read the script and read the script and read that. I've read that script 30 times by the time we were ready to shoot. And um, I hadn't, I didn't know who they had cast as Dr. Fern. We hadn't chemistry tested or worked together or anything like that. So it was like, hi, nice to meet you. Let's do this big scene. And he was so much better than I had read on the page. I'd really read Dr. Fern um, softer and more... Um, tight-assed mm -hmm. and the, then the actor who portrayed him. And so when the shift is made in that scene, um, it, it really hit with me. And that actor was so committed, even without the gag, if they had this affects the gag, mm -hmm. he was selling it in the room with me as his partner in every cell of his body. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's funny. We got to tiptoe around these spoiler landmines. If we go to the third act, and like mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, Rachel and Amber come full circle. Uh, we're not going to tell the audience what happens. Uh, do you like how they ended the film? I do. I like that they left it open because, one, if Unborn 2 is going to happen... Let me know. <laughs> um, and two, I think that as a horror fan, as a fan of someone, or as, as someone who's a fan of like the mystical and like the evil that lies that's ancient that could always come back and grab you by the throat. And I think that the way they ended this film leaves the audience with an unsettled feeling of, is it really out there? Could it be? What's going to happen as That's, it grows? I like the fact that uh, in the audience who has not watched it will not know that you guys ended up on that ranch. 
I thought yeah. that was very uh, very macabre the way they did that and the way they ended the film. The film starts off uh, with you suffering a very traumatic event. Uh, your mother dies. Um, that's I mean that's that's in the first uh, five minutes. Now, uh, throughout the pregnancy, we get these little reveals with the ultrasound in particular. Uh, would you say that is sort of the evilness in the film? Uh, trying to manipulate you into thinking that your mother is looking over your pregnancy? I think if for anybody, whoever they love the most in this world, whether it's their mother, their father, their partner, their child, imagine the person you love most in the world that loved you most in this world dies. Yeah. And that there is a hope that they could maybe come back in some way yeah. and you could be a part of that you would do everything to protect it absolutely absolutely um, yeah so i like that layer of it and then later in the film um when you realize how open and vulnerable rachel was to the suggestion that that was her mother or could be her mother or maybe it is um just her desperation to have that person back um, was enough to open her up for something to slip in. Exactly. And ignore all the other warning signs. What I right. love, what another aspect that I really loved is that throughout the film, even though you're physically seeing stuff like what happens to the doctor and you're feeling that something is not wrong, you still question yourself, am I crazy? Uh, is it the hormones? Is it the pregnancy? Am I seeing and feeling things that are not there? Uh, what do you think about that? I think that whenever you're going through a circumstance where you feel completely isolated and, and no one can identify with you and you're an island and you're, you're reaching out with both hands um, and screaming and saying, I am in trouble, whether whether it's someone going through a mental illness or it's someone going through a depression that they are ready to beg for help in any way. And the world says you're fine yeah. to them. It just makes you think I'm crazy. I know I'm not fine, but I can't make anybody hear me. I'm like, I'm screaming into the wind and no one can hear me. Um, and I think that's the scariest part is that she'll have to go through it alone. For me, that was very much uh, like the pinnacle of that was when you and Amber were in the kitchen. And I think she says something along the lines of suck it up. Yep. You know, that that says it all right there. Yeah. Jade, uh, I wish we could talk more about it, but like I said, oh, we're, not gonna, we're not going to spoil it. Uh, guys, the movie is called Unborn. It's available right now on Tubi for free. Uh, download it is free, right? Tubi. Oh, it's completely free. Yes. And the link, yeah. And the link, if to make it easy for any and everybody, if you go to my Instagram page, page which is Jade Harlow Twelve, the link is right there in my bio. You can click it; it'll take you right to Tubi. You won't have to use the search menu and go yeah. all the way to the view and all the way to the end. Like, just go there, click it's the link. Tubi is absolutely free. The movie is free. There's no reason you guys should not watch this film. It's a great horror film. It's a great psychological horror film. Jade 
is absolutely phenomenal in it. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on our show. Any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Thank you for having me. And also, um, Thank you for having something cool like Dead Talk Live where people like us can uh, commune and break bread and drink blood and talk exactly. about all things that go bump. What I love the most about my job is I love talking to actors and filmmakers, especially in the independent filmmaking world, as well as the studio world as well. But just hearing stories and all the amazing connections that I've made and talking to great people like yourself. So thank you. Guys, thank, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're watching this live or watching this later on. Uh, archived, uh, again, on Born, available on Tubi. Thank you to Jade Harlow for being our guest. Until next time, on behalf of Jade and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night, everybody. <laughs>